It's the Peanuts Gang Gang. Gang Gang! And you now tuned in to the I Hate It Here Chicago podcast. This podcast transforms venting with friends into an exploration of life for anyone who is hungry for culture, facts, direction, upliftment, and love. This is your girl, cousins. This is your girl, Mo to the, G to the, your favorite hostess with the mostest. Hey, chill out. This is your one and only and your favorite. And if I ain't your favorite, then hopefully by the end of this podcast, I'll become your favorite. It's your boy, Facts. I got all the facts for you. Everything you need to know, I got you. And your girl, Mahogany Life, going to lead you through the conversation today. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Gang, gang. Hey cousins! Yes, today is a special day for the I Hate It Here podcast. I Hate It Here Chicago specifically, because you know them other I Hate It Here people. We don't, we don't know them. So I Hate It Here Chicago special day because we have one of our favorite cousins coming through. He came to see us. He came to speak with us. He had, he came to have a great time. Kyrie. The comic. What's up, cuz? Yo, what is the word? Kyrie the comic. Can you cuz Yeah, he came to talk to us today. And he came to talk to y'all too, cuz. Y'all ready for this conversation? Because I'm ready. Are you ready, Mr. Cousin Kyrie? I I am. I'm I'm pumped, man. I'm, I y'all y'all treat me so good. I feel so pretty. Uh, <laughs> I'm for real, snacks all laid out. Y'all can't see because you're listening, but yeah, <laughs> I feel loved right now, man. I'm warm and stuff on the inside. I'm like a hot pocket. Okay. okay. <laughs> we always want our cousins to feel like a hot pocket when they come through. Period. I love hot pockets. So, <laughs> hot pocket. Period. We are, are not fire. fired. Fire for hot pockets. Hot pockets don't come for us. Don't do Please it. Please don't. don't. But do if it. y'all want to glint, we can make a jerk pocket. Period. Period. Let's get money, hot pocket. Don't be stupid. <laughs> y'all silly. <laughs> so, how we set this interview up, cuz we set it up like a meal, all right? So we got your appetizer. Our brother Fax is gonna handle that. We got your meat and potatoes. I'm gonna handle that because I'm the host and it's my show. I do what I want. And here she go, y'all. And we have your dessert, of course, because what is a meal without the dessert? And your girl DeFay is gonna handle that. You cool with that? I love it. Faye got got the vibes. She knows something. Faye got the vibes, period. That needs to be your tagline. Yeah, the vibes and apparently the juice. You like, yeah. you like my secret you juice? You really meant the secret juice? Yes. Y'all, why he so in love with the Kool-Aid? Yeah. <laughs> I thought addicted to liquid sugar. It's terrible, right? Hey, you got some more of that liquid sugar. I mean, you have fructose corn syrup. How you ready to do some strange things? <laughs> okay, calm down, you feel. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's bring it back. Uh, let's bring it back. Facts. Can you take us through the appetizer portion of our meal today? Most imp- most definitely. All right, Kyrie, me and you, we go back since four flats on the Cadillac. But I need to know from you so that our cousins listening can find out more about you. So where are you from initially? Man, out west, man. Out west Chicago, oh, too. Oh, man. Oh, whoa, whoa. All right, whoa. <laughs> hey, man, y'all tripping, man. Um, 
we'd be bopping and minding our business and getting money and dressing in one color. You know, you monochrome is here. You ain't never seen the West Side in all one color. Listen, I don't know nothing about it. Loafers, pants, and shirt, all one color. You know, I don't know nothing about it. I ain't from here, so. Oh, okay, that's right. I don't know. About dirty D. But tell me about it, cause I don't know. Hey, now why do you tell me about the dirty D? Cause everybody listening on Chicago, well, how many miles is it? It's eight miles, seven miles. How many miles? You niggas <laughs> don't want to get no names. <laughs> the name <is> shit. <laughs> Yes. We got street names. Shut up. <laughs> Talk to us like that. <laughs> Y'all yeah, silly. Shut up. Yeah. I'm from out west, though. I'm sorry. All right, so you from out west. So tell me this. You've been traveling. What is unique to Chicago ones that you don't see anywhere else when you go travel and do stand-up and everything? Oh, man. Uh... One thing, well, outside of food, because Chicago food is like the best in the world to me. I'm not gonna disagree. I know you can't. <laughs> <laughs> look, I look. This he asked me. I'm speaking with confidence. Speak with confidence. I, I, it's I, about I, you, boo. Go ahead. It's all about you. <laughs> like this is real life. Like I really feel like Chicago got the best food in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm. A, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I go to some other city. I'm a food snob. If it's not up to Chicago standards, I don't want it. Now, be careful with that. Because every place you go, they have something special, right? Now, I do have Chicago favorites that you can't, I cannot find when I go home. But there's some things that y'all don't do right that we do. And I ain't gonna lie. The times I've been to Detroit, <laughs> Mo has put me on some stuff that you can't find in Chicago. So, it, be so, careful with that. I, I, I would love to know what that looks like in a grander scheme. Because you yeah. got to understand, like, when you bring mild sauce to the game, like... No, the mild sauce... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, like... Thank you. Mild sauce could win a Grammy and an Oscar and a Tony <laughs> every year. So, <laughs> so it's basically the ego of all sauces. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. No cap. Like, yeah. it And I, I don't want us to lose sight of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know other cities got other cool stuff going on. That's great. I would argue that we have a little bit of every type of food here, and we done brought our own culture to it. So it's like. I don't think you're lying because when we went to Kansas City, they were definitely asking us about mild sauce. No, or that's real. About, you can't find it nowhere else. Or how about the Harold's in Atlanta? I was about to say. Yep. Atlanta has a Harold's. It's Harold's in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. They it's just built that. It would taste the same. It's expensive, so no. It, it, it's <laughs> Dang. But when I gotta pay twenty five dollars for it, twenty five dollars. What you mean? The sauce is a dollar. Oh. See, you see here. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh, see here, they don't charge for the sauce. So what? A dollar sauce, brother. I know. That's ten. ten what? Ten wings, twenty dollars. What do you think this is? That's two dollars a wing. It's, but don't get me wrong, they serve liquor, and that's what we bust. That's, that's why. That's why. Okay. Okay. Now, now, the one in Atlanta I found here interesting because the chicken and the mild sauce taste just like here, by the way, but the sides are better. Well, that's because the I, owner. Uh. Uh-uh. That's because Damn. the owner is, I think, part of the ownership is based out of Chicago. That I'm sure it is, of yeah. course. So yeah. But them sides in Atlanta is way better. I will. What's and you, what you eating the cold one? 
He said, but you eating the coleslaw? I really do like, I like coleslaw, but Atlanta's coleslaw is better. They also serve uh, fried fried green tomatoes, Mm. and Mm. it's fire because they put hot sauce in the batter. It's fire. Yes. They also serve fried macaroni balls. Like, their sides are a lot better. And the vibe is, is better because they got DJ in there and it's hookah. If this, if this All right, in Atlanta, you can hook in the hospital. You can hook. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. But anyway, okay. So, so besides the food, what else do you feel like Chicago is better at than nowhere else? Um, Footworking. <laughs> well, you know that's one of my things. Because the jit is fire. You tell me that little thing y'all do. For the little thing you are. <laughs> <laughs> Just learn that, and he'd be a real extra about it. But anyway, anyway, the point is the Detroit jit is just good footwork. Mm. Y'all ain't really seen it though. Y'all I, 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 I can't. What it is. I can't. I'm gonna be honest. I can't say heads or tails on that because I've never seen it. So you've never seen it's the version. It's their version. This is yeah. cool. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Now it, it now for real. If you see now, it's one thing to see somebody who's just doing it. It's another thing to see somebody who's competing. That's a whole different ball game. Uh, that sounds like something I would like to watch. It's dope, but they're they are very similar. They just have their own signature thing. You y'all cannot talk about this if you don't even know what it looked like. That's why I'm not me personally. I'm not saying nothing against it. I mean, you you know what? A sidebar to sinister personal favorite. <laughs> Send us some hot, some hot jits. <laughs> jitting. I don't know what you want to call it. Jitting. That sounds like jitting. you. Jitting. Sound like you cooking something. Oh, because that's what they do. This is what happens when you put one Detroiter in a room with Chicago folks. It's wrong. It's I, wrong. I love it, bro. Y'all piece is decent too. I won't disrespect y'all pizza. Let's see this. I'm not going to oh, I've had Jets pizza. Uh, I've had Jets pizza. Seasons. It's good. Yeah, Let's Caesars. Yeah, that's First right. of all, <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Move on. Okay, so I, Kyrie, I gotta ask you, what is it that you learn from Chicago that you take everywhere you go? Oh man. Um uh so Chicago has this thing where uh we are very soulful people who pride ourselves on a set of uh on a set of things. Now, what that set of things is different, right? But we, we're very prideful in standing in whatever code it is that we are about. Mm-hmm. And uh, while being, and that's the beauty like, in the Midwest, like we have a little bit of everything, right? We get business done, we be on top of our thing, you know what I'm saying? Don't, 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 don't fuck with us on some East Coast type shit. But we like to mellow out. We good people, so we, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We like to, you know, relax, have a good time like the West Coast. We we, we turn up like the, like the people in the Bay when we get hype, when they get hype, we turn up, we get lit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we, we we also have a real warmth to us and we're very inviting and we're real cool like the South. So, uh, you know, those things are the type of, uh, the type of like, 
style, like seasoning that we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so when I travel, I make sure I stay true to like myself and don't get too wrapped up in you know whatever whatever is going on at the moment. I mean, you know what that just means? Just you know, we pride ourselves on being a real nigga. <laughs> okay. Period. Yeah. So, that's what's up. That's something I'm taking me wherever I go, whether it be in Hollywood, out the country. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. That is what's up. Now, I I gotta ask this question, you know, for our cousins who live in Chicago, for our cousins who don't live in Chicago. I already know the answer, but for our cousins who don't know, Harold's Uncle Remus. Oh God! Oh God! Well, the, the thing is, and you gotta tell why. You, you gotta tell why. Answer that, and you, and you and you know why. I don't even need to say that. I told you why. Do I need to explain which oh. one I'm picking and why? It's wrong. On, <laughs> you knew, let's, let's be real. You, you knew the question was Has coming. Has there ever been a Harold's inside a Walmart? Yes. When the hell was it a Harold's inside a Walmart? It was actually one in... Uh, no, I remember seeing him when I was a kid. Yeah, he was drinking. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know, you know, you know, you know, you, no, let me break down some history for that ass. The very first Walmart to ever exist in the city limits of Chicago came about under the Emma Mitts, Alderman Emma Mitts. I was an intern for her. Inside of there, they had to put something that would bring in the community and galvanize this Walmart and make it more acceptable so that people wouldn't treat it as an outsider. Do you know what they put in there? Not a fucking Harold. <laughs> they put an Uncle Remus. No disrespect to Harold's. Bomb ass catfish. <laughs> Agreed. And they use real catfish. I'm calling out other people in the city. Hell, use real catfish house. Y'all, but not right now. We're not talking catfish. Right. Uh-huh. So let's just let's just start there. Carrie, it was first Walmart ever had to pull pick us aside. This multi-billion dollar company. Facts in my line? Is nope. it a multi-billion dollar company? It's a multi- yes, it is. What did they pick? Uncle fucking ring is what they pick. <laughs> and it was delicious. Now I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I've had Uncle Ringus before. I'm not gonna like completely say it's bad because it's not. It's not. But that would be a lie if you said it was bad. It would be you'd be lying. But you know, out of mutual respect for Westsiders and Uncle Remus, I I gotta go with Harold's. Uncle Remus is not bad, but Harold's has got my heart. Hey, what about you? Neither. What, the, what madness is this? Neither. Neither. My favorite type of chicken barbecue growing up was Leon's. Okay. But since we have to pick Harold's or Uncle Remus, I'm going to go with Harold's. Because, I mean, come on now. You can't deny the mild sauce. The mild yeah. sauce is right. You can't deny the mild sauce. That's like crack. Now, I know I'm not from Chicago, but do y'all care about my opinion or not? Yeah. First of all, let's clear something up because you irritate me with this. You, your ass been in Chicago long enough for you to say that you're a Chicago. Am I lying, facts? You're not lying. So, would you, you been here for how long? You been here for how long? Eight years. Eight years. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like we give we, Chicago quiz and you're really fast. Not true. I think so. What? Because it's really about your experiences you've had. You know what I'm saying? Like, have you seen a violent crime? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so serious. 
Oh. Fine, fine, fine. What's your favorite Chicago sports team? I, I don't have a Chicago sports team. I am still a Detroiter in my heart. Oh, I'm so sorry. True. <laughs> 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 I am going to have some words. I am going to have to fight for my life in Detroit. They're going to you might have to fight for your life here. You're not even going to make it out. You got to throw them balls and put them balls on you. That's crazy, bro. But you know I, Detroit people crazy, bro. I mean, they don't they, even name their hoods and just call them out. You know how crazy you Nigga know exactly where you at. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, anyway. Where you at? Eight hey, miles. I'm on seven mile. Oh, we on the next block over. Oh, <laughs> Eight miles. I'm on five mile, bro. We just shot up seven mile, nigga. I got two gallons of gas, nigga. <laughs> 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 no, but I do, I do respect though. I do respect though. Uh, we've been to Detroit. We had a great time. Detroit is a, you know, up and coming city. You I guys. Got family up there, bro. I got so, family. Yeah, I got family in Michigan yeah, everybody too. Everybody in Chicago is. is, is is related to somebody in Detroit. Right? Cousins, for real. It's yeah, real, real yeah. Life real life clubs. They gon' flame us. Look at this. They are. Oh, yeah. Get them. Get them. Get them. Now, if I'm choosing heroes or Uncle Remus, okay, and I have my reasons, I will go with heroes. I, and one, the sauce is better. Two, because, so I'm funny about meat in general, but Uncle Remus, I'll say I don't care for their batter in real life. I don't care for the batter that the chicken is in. And also, when I opened the chicken, it was like black or something on the inside. Like, black. yeah, so you know when that happens, when, when the chicken bleeds in the meat, oh, okay. it's because they died of unnatural causes. and they, they were afraid when they died. Like, that's what that meant. So, and it freaked me out, and I just can't do it no more. I never went back. <laughs> I really wish you would have kept the information I, to yourself. I know, because I, I wish y'all could see their faces right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I ain't even home. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish she you had kept that to yourself. Chicken down to I didn't like it. But you know, but... but I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, it's, I don't know. Listen. Okay, but I'm weird, though. Don't go by my standards. I'm weird. But Harold's never has that problem. That's why I would choose Harold. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, move. Please, facts. Save me from my own imagination. <laughs> Whatever. We're going to move on to the next segment, which is definitely the meat and potatoes segment, okay? Since since our cousin Kyrie mad at me, we're we going to just move on from the food, okay? So this segment is really about getting to know you and your work, okay? Are you good with that? You you good with describing what you really do in real life so our cousins can know who you are and they can look you up and support you? Yes, yes. Can I, can you, like, I want some more fruit punch. I'm okay, well, in the middle of the recording, we go get him some fruit uh, punch. It was so delicious and a little bit more ice. You need a little ice? Yes. Let me get you some ice. It's so delicious. <laughs> y'all don't understand. They treat, me, they treat me better than the white folks, y'all. <laughs> Hey, you got some of that fruit punch, that high fruitose corn syrup? That, that high fruitose. This man and the sugar. 
Lord, y'all, our cousin is kind of hood, so don't mind. Oh, yeah, no, nah, I'm hood as hell. You know what I just realized I was hood as hell? What? I just realized, because I was like, damn, I am. Just a little bit, <laughs> but little we bit. like that, though. We like uh, that, because we family, and family is kind of what? Ratchet. Kinda ratchet. ratchet. And you know what? I am that ratchet cousin, but it's wild, because I'm actually the uppity cousin in some in some cousin groups. That's interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, nah, it get, it get, yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm a good one. Yeah. Well, we were talking about uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Master, oh, and that is me. So that's where <laughs> I am right now. Um, but you know what? You fit in good with us. That's why you like us because all of us is the uppity cousin. <laughs> Word. Okay. So y'all know what's up. So y'all, I know the vibe. See, I told y'all, fuck with the vibe. Yes. Yes. So um, let's see. Where do I start? Uh, well, I started off doing uh, stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also did improv at Second City uh, yeah. Training Center, and um, there I did improv and write. Uh, the programs were super dope. Uh, got my skills up. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, for those of us who are not from Chicago, what is Second City? Second City is a uh, it, like I said, Second City Training Center is a place where uh, some of the greats have went to go and study uh, improv. Greats uh, like. Uh, Steve Carell, Tina oh. Fey, um, and even more currently Cicely Strong. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of just amazing people on SNL um, and even beyond, right? And so, um, yeah, uh, really dope people. My mentor, Sheeds, uh, went there and she told me to go there. You know, and uh, you know, I just I love her. She's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I went there, got my skills up, got my chops up. Uh, because with improv, with improv, you end up doing like improvise uh, or like comedic improvising in like troops or sets. You go on tour, you can go on TV, do movies, whatever. Um, and so at that time, I was still very engaged in my community. I'm still very engaged now. Uh, and uh, I, I started to do motivational speeches with comedic flair to it. Nice. I would add nice. jokes and stuff into it uh, while pushing social certain social causes and uh, raising awareness on certain issues, speaking at peace uh, marches, uh, churches, synagogues, it don't matter, temples, I'm, I'm, I'm on the pull up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, ended up getting on the world tour doing those things, uh, and so that's why, where I started to really start to host bigger events, arenas, like all state arena and stuff like that, uh, and yeah. Just doing all types of stuff. Okay. Okay. Y'all hear it? Y'all hear the accolades? Okay. You funny. Y'all hear it? All right. Listen, let me ask you some questions, okay? Because I, I've been thinking about this. You know, I went and looked you up and I saw some stuff. And I'm Ooh, like, before I, you get into it, I hope you ain't find my, my sex tape. Um. <laughs> 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 Kyrie the comic, K Y R I E D A comic, C O M I C, all in word. Kyrie the comic. I went to public school, so bear with me. Period. Um, yeah. Instagram, all that. I got some movies dropping this, some short films I'm in dropping this year. Yeah, well, we will get to all of oh. that. Oh, not now? Okay, cousin. I thought that was the time. Nah, you ain't the host. I'm sorry, cousin. I thought this was the time. Now, wait a minute. Do what I tell you, now. Just follow, just follow me. I'm sorry. I, I will lead you the way. Capricorn are the head and the tail of the year. We we lead the line. Bullshit. How's that song go? 
Let me show you. Let me show you the way to go. There it is. Learn your place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, too much. Now y'all done heard our cousin give information that I wasn't ready for him to give, but we gonna get we gonna go back to that. Oh All no, right. she wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> but what I am ready to hear is what comedian inspired you the most? Mmm, the nitty gritty. Um, wow, that's a really really tough one. Um. Wow, can I name more than one or what's up? Do what you want. You can do. name. I say and go ahead and name. You can do what you want to do. Now I can do what I want. Yeah. To do. <laughs> All right, I'm for the cheat. I'm for to make like a super comedian uh, because of certain people aspects of certain people that I'm just like. I like that. That's okay, I like that. that. that I like that, that. Technically, is one comedian. If you put put certain things about others right? together. Okay, so you had a super so, comedian. Okay, yeah. super comedians happening right now. Uh, the grind and. Um, in, intuitiveness of Kevin Hart. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a very the grind is real man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm going to cheat and say the uh, business savvy and uh, uh, ability to manipulate comedic deals like that of Jerry Seinfeld. Nice. Mm. He nice. is on pace to be the first billionaire comedian. What? Wow! And I can't even understand because of the deals he got set up with Netflix and, and, and previous and the amount of control he, he had. It's not surprising, but wow! You know what I'm saying? So yeah. those are the type of things I'll be watching for, right? But like uh, the soul of uh, of say Bernie Mac, nice, uh, very soulful comedian. You know what I mean? And uh, I never forget when, as a, I met him as a kid when he was still alive, and I was like, "Yo, this man is really funny." R.I.P. Bernie Mac. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. And like even going and, and meeting people that knew him, and they'd be like, "You got that Bernie Mac kind of energy. You got cheese." Well, I tell you, um, America, right? You know, <laughs> um, the ability to uh, study society and give commentary that's uh, thought provoking and conversation starting, like Dave Chappelle, mm. uh, because that's big for me. Uh, but I also never ever want to. Uh, Shake my ability to make to like to tell hood jokes like a Mike Epps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. Mike Epps still give you them jokes. You can watch with your grandma and laugh, mm-hmm. or you know, you know, niggas in the hood gonna laugh at this nigga. So mm-hmm. Cat, Cat Williams, type, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are some of the comedians that I would like put in this to make this like super. That makes sense. I like that. I like that a lot. Now let's talk about uh, when we were getting to know each other and we were kicking it, you know, just kicking it and feeding them and giving them more sugar, you know, because that's what we like. Which, by the way, looks like he already down this second cup. I'm telling you, y'all, the sugar rush gonna be real in a minute. I mean, that's just the effects of my secret juice. Period. You know what? They my, my is good with the drinks. I ain't gonna lie. Drinks. She yeah. Let's not yeah. talk about it on air. Yeah. We're going talk about that after. Okay. <laughs> now, that's none of y'all business, cousins, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Now, you like to help others. This is really, really important to you. You are a humanitarian. We like humanitarians because we we that type of people. You feel me? Um Tell me what type, of, what particular type of brand of motivation you provide. 
Uh, I I learned the art of motivational speaking from some amazing people actually uh, in Canada. Nice. So, really? The organization I was with at the time was, it was international. So uh, as a speaker in their like uh, group or like drill or group of speakers, um, you know, they kind of bring you in and kind of show you the ropes. And so they were just showing me things. And so um, I say all that to say that I, you, you asked me specifically about like uh, my my brand of motivation. Yeah. So, so are you like an expert in self love, or are you you mm-hmm. you get motivation about uh, you know business practices? Like what's your what's your so thing? Traditionally, it's all it's all about uh, it started out being more about social issues, mm-hmm. social justice, um, creating um, awareness, and from there galvanizing the crowd to create some type of change. Mm-hmm. Right, so taking the action on whatever it is that I was just speaking on, that can range from international issues or low. Um, international being something like access to water, mm-hmm. um, access to education, access to you know um, certain things that can uh, that are like generational poverty cycle busters. You know, mm-hmm. breaking a generational curse. There you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Then on a local scale, what does that look like, right? What do our kids care about more? So like uh, anti-violence, pro-peace type things, peace marches. Mm-hmm. Um, that could also be things like uh, sex trafficking. That can be things like, like, you know, young people care about a lot of things, lots of you don't ask them. And then and you'll never find out, like, oh, yeah, this little yeah. kid cares about water access in the hood. They care about land levels, you know, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. cities. And so that's why I, I, that's where I started, right? And so that there from there that went into me being able to pair with institutions like say uh, um, Facebook uh, who has a nonprofit called Inspire Ed where they partner with Yale to uh, for social emotional um, learning and doing all these really cool SEL projects but when I partnered with them and went on tour we were able to look at you know what are the projects the young people are doing and they're using music they're using videos they're using all these different things to try to create uh, a better social climate or uh, a climate in the school that's better for the, you know, kids is, they got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. TikTok is out there. Mm-hmm. Oculus is out there, niggas. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. So they got a lot going on. And, uh, you know, it was, it's cool to partner with those bigger entities that, that was like, yo, what, what are the kids doing that, that needs to be magnified and shown and kind of blown up? So that was, that's where it kind of went into and now uh, I'm able to do everything in between. So uh, I actually just did a. <laughs> it sounds like I. It sounds. It sounds like I do no ratchet stuff. I, don't, don't try to clear that up, cause listen. Yes, you do ratchet things, but you also do great things for our community and for our kids, and for our culture in general. So don't be ashamed of that. We we know you ratchet. We, they heard you at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> they, they know. They forgot. Cause right. he's a little hood, but he's very smart. He's very active in the community. So before we move on to the next segment, you know, let me know, you know, you're, you're into, you know, human rights and advocating and social justice and all that good stuff, working with nonprofits, you mentioned on those, and, you know, just tell me what is your favorite way, your favorite favorite way to address social justice. Uh, 
It's actually the one that I've been championing, I think, the most within the last uh, about four years. I've really championed five now, oh, about five years. Uh, and it's a behavior shift. So a lot of times we may say, hey, let's raise awareness. You may say, let's fundraise. You may say, let's go get a petition. I would argue the most powerful thing that anyone in this room, anyone that's listening can do is to shift your behavior that you do on a day-to-day. Because when you do that, you're creating, on an energetic level, kinetic energy that has a mind of its own because it was created with intention. And intention is very important. But even outside of just energy, when we shift our behavior, people who watch us inquire, they want to get involved, things like that, right? So, like, um, an example of that may be someone who says, like, yo, um, I want to help with women's rights or something like that, right? Now, as a guy, right, you want to be like an ally. See, like, I want to donate. You could. You could donate to, like, an organization. You can donate to an initiative, a woman in need. You can donate even items, right, to like a women's shelter. Mm-hmm. Or you could do a behavior shift where uh, you intervene when your friends or family catcall. Right. Right? Because uh, what I've seen is that when you do a behavior shift and you start to look at yourself as an agent of change and use your own personal sauce network, uh, the change is a little bit more everlasting. So you can put $20 somewhere, you can go and drop out blankets, and that may work, and it will have an impact for sure. But imagine the impact of somebody saying, like, yo, around me, cat call is not cool. Mm-hmm. And then somebody doing it, I'm stopping. What mm-hmm. does that impact look like? Well, you know, for people that's watching us, and they're like, yo, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, using cat calling as a, as an example, because we've seen guys out here, we may have done it ourselves, but we were catcalling and we went up, went over the top with it when we should have. Yeah, we shouldn't have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's the beauty of my speeches, man. I, I'm not, I, I like to meet, meet people where they are. You know, uh, that's one of the things that I was taught by the greats that taught me how to motivationally speak. Um, because I'm not here to come off as holier than now. I used to, yeah, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, 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 little mama, check it out. You done did it, huh? <laughs> Terrorizing them all. <laughs> Terrorizing these people. They just try to stop. Got to tell her she look good. But no, um, yeah, that's the beauty of mentors. I had a lot of mentors. Um, but, yeah. This it, I, I gotta meet people where they at. It's unfair to say like, yeah, you should be like Martin Luther King mm-hmm. at the age of fifteen. Like, come on. Yeah, that's asking for too much. Yeah. And that's why people break because they can't live up to that standard. It's not human. It's not real. And that's why I come, you know, from from the real. So, you know, because when I'm doing these motivational gigs, like I'm, I'm one of the only dudes in the room with motivational speakers that know the ingredients to crack. Like, right. <laughs> like I, I come from a different background. Like, I don't think I like these people, right, so I right. can't fight the phone. Right. I, I, I wasn't always like this. And then went through years of refinement. Yeah. And so, no matter where people at, I can find it. I used to want tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know what my tattoos I wanted? I wanted to say, fuck you, baby. That is the level. <laughs> you came a long way, cuz. Do you understand? 
<laughs> I just had somebody point out. I was like, Harry, you know, you like a good book. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Terrible. Well, you spoke about uh, your speech and, you know, your speeches and whatnot. What other media and or work, rather, um, that you do can our fans or our cousins find? Like, do you... You know, you do speeches, you do skits, you do what, what? What can we find when we're looking for you? We go to your Instagram and your Facebook and whatnot. What are we gonna see? So, um, I, I'm dropping all the things: um, speeches. I'm dropping uh, stand up. I'm dropping movies, short mm-hmm. films. I've been uh, I've, the last four years. I've been four movies, mm-hmm. short films. Even throughout the pandemic, we grinded. Yeah. Back snow. I'm always, I'm, all, I'm never not working. Like my mentor, she, she told me, uh, we, we work while God works. Yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah, words to cheese. I just got goosebumps. Like, we work while God works. We put our prayers up and then we go work for what we just prayed for. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, pandemic, uh, panoramic, panorama, it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Panini, it don't matter. I'm working through it. You feel me? Yeah. Um, and so, all praise be to the most high. I got a movie coming out um, for, uh, for a couple of amazing directors this year. Um, I'm actually in the writing room now for a different movie as well. So, it might be five short films mm-hmm. in four, four years. But uh, I do all that because, like, this is the path that I want to go in terms of interviews, the ability uh, to impact our young people but on the subconscious level, create entertainment that's engaging, motivating, while being funny. Um, and then using that platform to go in the hood and do something good. Nice. Okay. Why? So they could, you know, like you said, they answer your question. Sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, YouTube, uh, I just started dropping everything. Uh, uh, like every week or so, I'm just going to drop something that then it's going to be every week. But I'm just getting used to dropping. I'm not, I'm more of an in-person stand-up. Yeah. So I don't I don't drop a lot of like sketches. I do them, uh, but I, I I space them out because I got so much other stuff going on. Right? Yeah. I got mm-hmm. movies, I got uh, shows, live shows that I want to bring people out to. So it's like with the algorithm, the IG algorithm ain't been showing me no love. No. Like, ain't showing me love. So I be I be I'm pacing myself. I want to have stuff there now and for people later. Uh, oh. Uh, our ghetto cousin got a car, y'all. It's, it's my trap phone. <laughs> he got two phones. <laughs> <laughs> one for the plug and one for the love. No. I wasn't lying. I don't know. Give him a minute, cousin. Yeah. Give him a minute. Let him get it. Yeah. Get, get I'm, I'm ready. Together. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. One for the trap and one for the hose. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes sense that you're more of an in-person kind of comic because you have that training in improv. I do. Make a lot of sense because a lot of the comics, which no disrespect because, you know, I love all types of comics, right? But a lot of them, you know, they're better, you know, when they're doing skits, they can record it, they can, you know, but that, that standing in front of people is no joke. You, that is not to be played with. Even because I do speeches as well, you know. Oh, we can, we can talk. We can talk. You know, we can talk. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, so I understand that standing in front of people and performing—that is no joke. Now, I can never do comedy. I 
freeze right the hell up. But you have that training in order to do that kind of in-person comedy, and it makes sense. You, that's where your training is. So applaud to that. Give them some applause, y'all. There it is. Oh. Yeah, you feel yeah, oh. a hot pocket again. Oh, hot hot pocket. Pocket. <laughs> so Kyrie, I got a question for you because I've listened to different comedians talk about this particular subject about how modern day comedians uh, claim that they're comedians because they do videos online versus actually doing stand up like in the you know, in the uh eighties, nineties. So what is your thought process on? Because from my perspective, I mean, whether you're doing a sketch on YouTube or whether you're doing a stand-up in front of thousands of people, a comedian is a comedian. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think it's a uh, it's like comedy muscles. So you got you got different uh, comedic muscles that you work out, and some that you don't work out. So you got some people who are amazing in stand-up clubs. Like they hit a comedy club and they can get the room like this, but they never really. You know, they're not the millions of followers type of nigga with the sketches and things, right? Mm -hmm. And you got people who have some of the most brilliant sketches, whether it be a TikTok yep. or whether it be mm -hmm. a Some people are just so good at it, yeah. And when they are in person, they're ass water. Yeah. Like. It's real life. Like terrible. Like, And I've seen it. And they bump. And they, and, and, and they still will hop on they, in front of their hundreds of thousands and say, I killed them. And guess mm -hmm. what just happened? They killed them. Yeah. Because hundreds of thousands of people think you just killed them. That's why both have to be respected. Because mm -hmm. both, it's a skill it's, on it's both ends. It's a skill. Yeah. And even within the different modes of comedy. Because like you were saying, you got to say, uh, quote unquote, right? Like social media or internet ones. Uh, you got the stand-ups. What about the improv? That's right. Because mm -hmm. that's different, That's different, right? too. It is different. It's no joke. Uh, it is. And then, like, it's, yeah. Because... Um, you can be improv and not, uh, you know, it's just, it's just different. Yeah. So, you know, you got, you got, you got your different, you got your different sets or whatever. Because, you know, I, obviously I grew up with the, the Jamie Foxes and the Martin Lawrence and the Chris Tuckers, but you know, today's age, you know, you got the DC Young Flies, the, uh, Cortez Macklin, B. Simone, I, you know, I like the lady comics too. And I feel like. B. Simone a comedian? I mean, I always thought she was funny. Uh, but I guess if you're thinking she comedian, is. comedian, you're probably no. thinking more like Jess Hilarious. Jess Hilarious, I'm sorry. Right. I, I, I go Jess Hilarious, but you know. And see, this is, this is the era where everything bleeds. Yeah. I think even Drake was saying that, like, you got to ask people, what do you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. niggas be dropping skits, but be like, really? Like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just be like, but social media, the internet allows you to be different things. It does. Yeah. And, and see, that's why I think that some of the older comics are like, you're not a comedian unless you've done it's X, Y, Z. It's vicious beef. It's, the, it's, it's a vicious beef. Because both of the niggas is funny, so it'd be funny. But uh, the internet, like you said, has allowed people to be so much more. And it's yeah, a beautiful yeah. thing. But there is this... Um, Probably a generational gap. I, I, I want to say a generational gap, but I would argue that it's more about a craftsman thing. Yeah, people mm. are very particular about their shit. This is true. It don't yeah. matter what it is. You could be into shoes. You don't want nobody that's not really into Jordans to come around and act like they're into Jordans. You're like fuck you, Jordan. I've been into Jordans my whole life. Yeah, just came yeah. around. It's just something about it, right? Mm -hmm. And so. Um, you're, you're watching like some of the people like you might have said like you know those OGs 
watch these young cats run up a bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're doing it fast. And they never had to go do those little racist clubs you had to go do. They actually did it in their drawers. They yeah. didn't even put no shoes on and they yeah. done made a 100K because they got sponsorships mm-hmm. monetizing off their YouTube. And then they got shows getting booked because they got so many followers. Yeah. And, you know, meanwhile, you came from an era where you had to do strange things to the producer for a role. And fill your tapes yeah. out of your 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 trunk. Oh, like Steve yeah. Harvey said, he had to uh, sleep in his car for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Steve Harvey also had you know that somebody throwing like ten racks for that tour on his first tour. So mm-hmm. it, it it all come down to blessings and, and, and hard work for sure, for sure. But yeah. um, it's it's also the quickness of it. Like I said, you got these young cats running up fast and some of these OGs it took them 25 years in a club yeah. just to get that BET comedy yeah. slot. And then you gotta think about it too the resources have changed. Yeah. Have. I mean because yeah drastically. I mean because in the back in the day and correct me if I'm wrong you had to get your name out there in probably two three four different comedy clubs in a in every state or every city. Now you can just go on YouTube and you can see a video and everybody, you get millions of views and it's funny. And all of a sudden, you know, people are knocking at your door. Now, to be fair, it still takes work to put these skits together. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mo, you hit it right on the head because this is what I be trying to tell people because I'm like a little brother, big brother. I'm under the OGs, but I'm also aware of like the young cast that's trying to do stand up in a world where it it is mostly comedians. Yeah, on uh, yeah. internet versus stand up. It's, it's, it's true. Like I've been in the game eight years now, going on nine, uh, and it's like you see the difference. Um, Jokes and Oaks in Chicago is not even open, and I was a, like, you know, black home inside of the city of Chicago, right there off King Drive. So yeah. like, you watching all these, the, the market kind of change to living on the internet and people mm-hmm. with the YouTubes, right, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the key. For everybody to understand is that we all right. Everybody mm-hmm. right. The people who are on the internet, you That's better right. know how to handle your ass in person. That's and right. the people who in, in person, you better get your ass on this internet. There it is. Mm-hmm. You gotta market yourself. And it's but that's way. why Kevin Hart works. He works because the things he's he, he's, he's smart both. though. He's been in the middle he, of the generations, yeah. right? He's the, he, yes. he did the the old school way, went to a different club. Yeah. Kevin Hart been around for a very long time. I mean, if you time. if you go back uh, some time, you can catch Kevin Hart on the early episodes of uh, Wild and Out. Well, not even just that. Before Wild and Out, yeah, Kevin Hart way back, way way back. Kevin Hart was on a TV show when he was young, very very young, and a lot of people don't know that because I don't think the TV show did numbers. You know what I'm saying? But he was on a TV show TV show early in his game, very early. Kevin Hart been out a long time. He's done it both ways. He he did it the old school way, just getting out there. And then when the internet really popped, boom, boom he was on social media. And see, he did both. And he do he's great at the stand up. Like he's you done see I the whole line. I mean, I mean if I if I remember correctly, I don't know if you were there. Uh, Kevin Hart came uh, down to when we went to school. Oh yeah, no, I was sitting in the front. I was one of the ones that was. That was not helpful, but I was talking to him. He pointed me out. We was talking. See, I was, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was one of the. I was one of the guys who sat down in front too, just to see if he would throw jokes. You know, I was in the BMI section. Yep, I was lit. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I wore a bright ass button up. Like I did that nigga to call me up. 
Friday short ass. I re- I was really I was really hoping that. Three a.m. in my dorm room. I'm a Friday ass. I'm a Friday ass. I'm a. I was re- I was really hoping that he would like just see one of us and start crying. Just you know, it just to be it would be funny. Just you know, having a professional comedian because you see it on TV. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so, so what's your comedic dream? Like, give us a comedic dream real quick. Um, and it's funny you should mention this because I, I, I was just talking to somebody and they was just feeling vision and I was we just in uh, we didn't sing. Uh, there is a comedian by the name of B Cole in, in Chicago. I've, I've heard of him. But the the front, my dog, smooth as smooth as pen, smoother than peanut butter. That. He real smooth, smooth the older guy, and he had a uh, a showcase. Uh, and at the showcase, it was for Bob Sumner. Bob Sumner is a guy who was behind like Def Comedy and didn't have another thing, right? He worked with Russ, something to make that happen. And I really so, wish that we could go back to. It. Um, and after I, after I, well, while I was performing, he started like recording stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like geeked. So afterwards, he was chopping it up and he was saying how, you know, he uh, he want because he, he said like the energy for stand up is, is the way it was when he went out and found like you know uh, Bernie Mac, Dave, and all the people for the ninety bit. That's probably how I'm like, oh yeah, because I've been doing comedy all across the country. It is like that. Like my New York niggas is bubbling. My LA niggas are grinding. Like the, my, the Atlanta scene is nuts. Florida got a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. Texas comedians have so much to add to the game. It's like I'm watching all of it happen. I'm like, oh, because you know Chicago is like a mecca. We don't play that. Like, it's like you. It's I, like I don't even. I don't even negotiate with people when it comes to comedy. What? What? Little real deal. What? I like. You I, don't rock, right. What are we talking I really talking like. I'm a. About? I'm a little rail fan. I'm Bloody definitely that, a little rail like, fan. What are we talking about here? So what? What's the comedian? Corey Holcomb. I'm sorry. So <laughs> I can go on and on, bro. It's so yeah, many. Yeah. Like just niche. Like T Murph. Like there's so many people that are so amazing. Any other tickets? There's more competition, but I love them. It's ridiculous. It's um. So the dream is to make. And this is something Bob something was talking about like the next Friday like where is that next comedic mm. trilogy happening and I want to be even a part of it yeah. I, want to be I, I, I can see why you know what I mean I, I, like, I feel you because I feel it has you. to be a timeless energy it has to be so culturally relevant and like mm. verified that it can stand the test of time I don't think we have another trilogy like as monumentous as monumentous as that because other other movies have like other people in it, and that's fine. But like Friday was very us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so I want to be a part of that timeless, funny trilogy that's just us. The next cultural classic. Yep. Yeah. Cultural classic. Yep. So let me ask you this: If you had to pick the one comedian that you would like to work with, who would that be? The one comedian that I would like to work with, uh, in what capacity? Like only like uh, a world tour. Ooh, nigga Kevin Hart, nigga. Of course. <laughs> World tour, nigga. Do you know the type of arenas? I've, I've oh. seen, I've seen. Uh, Don't laugh at my pain, and uh, it was another one. But he, it was, it was packed. So like, 
It was sold out. I would, I would want to be a part of him because like, so I, would, I, would, I would learn a lot while on tour with him. Um, and it'd be like lit, right? Just to be on tour with him, we hit these big arenas. I was big. And like learning from him, right? Because this is a nigga who's good at both, right? Yeah. Stand up and the internet and stuff. Yeah. And he's also the first person who like get this. So when they, they try to pimp you in Hollywood, right? Because you're a black person on the internet with a bunch of followers. They say, hey, man, we'll give you this money to come do this role, post about our movie. When in reality, they got a whole separate budget for marketing. Mm-hmm. So why am I posting it if you're not giving me a part of that marketing? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. The game is sold, not told. Man, and so Kevin Hart was the guy who like told them that he was like, yo, you paid me to come in as Kevin Hart to act. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. That's right. Mm. I hit your press conferences. If you want me to post it and put it in my store and do this, there are my marketing packages for that. There it is. So you can give me some of that budget. I don't know you got. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so him having the leverage because he is who he is. They're like, oh, we so sorry. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. But now that open the door for little people to come in and say, hey man, what the money yet? I know y'all got it. Don't be just asking me to come and post this and do this just out of the kindness of my heart. You got the bag. Stop playing with There it is. So a world tour with secured. Kevin Hart. A world tour with Kevin Hart is straight business. It's making. It's a huge bag, but it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun too. And speaking of fun, we gonna get into this dessert. Mm. We gonna get into this dessert. You ready to, you for ready the end for of the your meal? Y'all know I love sweet stuff. We know you love sweet <laughs> stuff. Okay. Babe gonna. Babe gonna. She gonna give you this dessert. All right. Okay, so we had the meat and potatoes, the appetizer. I want to know the real fun stuff, okay? Because you're talking about war tours, you know, movies and stuff like that. Cousin Curry, I got to ask you, what other celebrities have you met? And Mm. what was your favorite encounter? Um, man, 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 Faye. I just had, you know what? I had some real soulful interactions. Nice. Like, I met a lot of people, and it always it ain't always like a jaw dropping situation. But there's a few times I guess I just take like sometimes I could just think like off the top of my head I'm like yo what the hell. Um, I was I was hosting an event here at the All Star Arena, and the headliner of the event was Sierra. Period. Ooh. Ooh. The person who I don't know if y'all know what a Wrangler is, but they're like yeah yeah. yeah. The person that's like bringing you stuff or whatever. So I was always cool with all Wranglers because, like, that's what you, you know, you stepped out to get high with or whatever in the back. So they're always my niggas. So uh, they told her, like, yo, you know, Kirby, you're a big fan. And, you know, in her green room, she can see me, like, on stage or whatever. She's like, yo, this dude energy is crazy. She talking about me. And they come and find me, like, nigga, Sierra says she like your energy. I'm like, nigga, stop playing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that ain't funny, bro. You know I'm team future, bro, but, like, don't do this to me. Yeah. And, um, uh, so she go out to kill it, and I'm gonna send the crowd home, and, like, so she get off stage, come around back, and she like, yo, Carrie, you killed it. And, like, high-five me. Oh. oh. I was about to lick my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to get real high. I was about to get high. But, no, that was just one of the moments where it's like, it's goodies? Yeah, it's like my goodies. My goodies. You did? My goodies. Not oh. my goodies. <laughs> I was like, what? Is she as beautiful in person as she is on Cold. Cold. 
like glow. Her glow is so It was like crazy. it was like Jesus was walking to me. Like, oh, <laughs> what the hell did these angels come? From? <laughs> I know she's beautiful. First of all, I want to know is she really that tall? Oh yeah. Like I mean, but I mean, like we was on a ramp. And so I don't know if the angle, I don't know if the angle was behooving. I don't know. I was in the office. I was in the office. Yeah, man. It was, man. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, but, you know, I, I've had some real soulful interactions. Like, um, Tiffany Haddish set me down. Oh. Wow. And, and, and we was like, I'm trying to think what part of LA we was in. We, was, we, was, we had to be close to Hollywood, if not in Hollywood. And um, we was at this comedy club. And, like, this was... So you know, Tiff, Tiff has been doing shows for years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She grinded. She put her years in. Yes, Kevin Hart signed yeah. up, helped her out, right? Did movies together. Like that's the beauty of the game, right? It'd be some real love out there. Um, and uh, I caught her at a show. I, I got invited. The guy who invited me, they had did shows before, so she had a show in the same venue. But this was before. Uh, girl's trip had got big. Like, mm-hmm. it was about to drop. And then, you know, that was like her issue into the world or whatever, yeah. right? Well, mainstream was really just on her, you know. Mm-hmm. I won't say the word. I'm trying to keep it PG. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. uh, yeah. they, they was rocking with her. They was feeling her. And so, um, you know, the crackers ain't know her. And so she said, I thought you said I couldn't say it. I, I doubt Okay. Uh, I, so the cousins. <laughs> The white cousins didn't know. I have this conversation everywhere I go. Why do everyone have to excuse my behavior? I'm so sorry. I mean, like, I've been like I've been rocking with you for over like ten years. <laughs> I mean, I've been rocking with you for 10 years, so that's why I'm like. Our white cousins can tell you. I eat crackers with chili. It's not a bad thing. Okay, look, let's just jump oh, right to it. So um, I see her, and I'm like, yo, excuse me, is you V Tiffany Harris? And she like, no, nah, that's my cousin. I'm like, <laughs> Cause you look like us. She's like, then why your black ass be playing so much? Come and have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Joe, like, it, we, like, we, so we, we said, like, we're outside. Do y'all know that we talked so long that it rained? And she talked to me in the rain. Like, wow. Like, because we ended up having, like, a real soulful talk. I was a transplant. So I, I, I like, you know, went out there, didn't have no family, uh, left all everybody I knew. You know, I had, like, going away parties, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I dip and I'm out there, you know, it can get lonely, you know, and then like you have all of these bright spots that, that happen um, and, you know, you're still waiting on your moment and my God, you work for years waiting on your moment and um, she was just putting some life in me, you know yeah. what I mean, just mm-hmm. in the most amazing way, like she didn't have to, just set me down, we talked for like 30 minutes, I was just fighting up the squad, we was out there cooling, cooling, that's my nigga, like, I'm always on her side because I know her heart. Like, you didn't have to, you know, pour into me like that. You know what I mean? The way she did. She Even the people I was with, she invited them over. We were just over there chopping it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, and, you know, oh, I, 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 like I said, I came there for my boy show, but a part of me wish I would have just kicked it with her that day. But uh, a part of me also know that I'm going to see her again. Uh, I don't know when or where, but I'll see her again. Nice. And I got, like, some sign-offs from some dope people. 
like when Seth Rogen first saw me, he oh. he uh, I was I was hosting a premiere. I like to host premieres. I think I, I think I look good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I am. Uh, and I was hosting a premiere for a short film he did with the community in the community with the young kids. And he like was open mouth laughing so much that his assistants in them came and got me. And I was like eating some hors d'oeuvres and some appetizers. Some shit I probably didn't afford, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm eating this shit, right? right. After right. party, what? Drinking my hand, double fisted. You know you cutting up when you got your extra drink sitting right next to your extra plate. Got that sounds like something you would say. <laughs> that was cutting up. And like, the little white assistant walked up to me like, um, uh, Mr. Mr. Kyrie, um, Seth Rogen really thinks you're funny. I was like, oh, that, why would you say that? It was like, because... We, we, we came to get you because he wants to talk to you because he thinks you're so funny. Oh, <laughs> that's dope. I, I kid you not. I, I embarrassingly like blacked out. Like, I was... Because he just walked up like, dude, you're so fun. What? I'm so what? <laughs> Blew my mind. Uh-huh. You know, I grew up watching a movie, so uh, that, meant, that meant a lot to me. For sure. Okay, cousin Kyrie, because you know you really about to be my favorite cousin right now, right? <laughs> so favorite, right so now. favorite. Right That's cool. Now. I need to watch, so let me know, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Hit you up like cousin. Cousin, lucky. <laughs> so we talked about movies, right? And you know I had to do my little bit of research on you. So I know you're a big Marvel fan. <gasps> You know. I know. This is why we get along. This is why you're my favorite cousin. <laughs> Fave to favorite. Let's go. Okay, so I have a few questions to ask you regarding Marvel. Who is your favorite Marvel character? That is so spicy to ask me that. <laughs> I don't even know why you did it on camera. Because then I'm allowed when I see the person who portrayed this person. Oh no! <laughs> what? Because you know, like, man, you know, I've, I've been in the game since a shorty, since a shorty. Um, so, you know, I grew up on the 90s, 90s comic books and the shows and the, the animated stuff. I was around from the beginning of Blade. Um, let's oh, do it. Blade, okay, so, Blade. I'm Blade movie was crazy. You know what, they need to give him more flowers, seriously. They yeah. do. No, Wesley need more, more flowers, but... Um, I'm, I'm not about to do that now. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're not, We're not uh, doing that. But you what? cannot talk Marvel if you don't mention Blade. Man, yeah. That's my dog. Yeah, because that movie well, set the set the tone for all of MCU. Yeah. yeah. And it was, I heard it was about you know go bankrupt for something that his movie brought out the revenue they There it is. So we are not gonna talk about Black History Month still. Let's go. I gotta say Black History Month back for your cousin. Yeah. Now we ain't gonna talk the politics of Blade, but we we gonna let it be known that you cannot say talk Marvel without talking Blade. Straight like that. And so to be honest, I'm such a Marvel junkie. I'm like I'm mad you brought this up and asked me this question. Um. Damn, because a part of me want to just say Spider-Man, right? Because uh, that's, that. you know, he a broke superhero. And those are all my favorites. Yeah. But I also like the bridge ones, like T'Challa. Like, we, yeah. went to go, we went to go see Black Panther like seven times. You feel me, bro? Yeah. I went and saw it three times. Like, that was something that was real for me. Um, and I like Tony Stark because he rich, too. Um, but if I can go, anybody... Um, I'm gonna rock out with, with, with all of the Spider-Mans. Miles Morales too, because he's black. 
I, I need somebody. It gotta be something that was black. Representation so, matters. Oh, oh. See, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, and everybody who's listening to the show knows this. I'm the biggest Black Panther fan ever. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so we talking about Spider Man, T'Challa, you know, mm-hmm. different. Delete <laughs> different that footage. Aspects, <laughs> different aspects of the MCU. So it's, it might this one might touch your heartstrings a little bit. But which Marvel death touch you the most? Man, um, uh, which Marvel? What do you mean, like in real life, when when, when Chadwick Boseman died? Oh no, 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 He said, uh, he said, uh, I don't want to go. Yeah, oh my God, that was, yeah, that was, what says Mr. I don't want to go. What? I got Google, I was crying, I was crying. (laughs) No, little kid did cry when y'all got around. Mr. Stark, please help me. Mr. Stark, I don't want to the hell you gonna show a teenager die because why would you do this? It was right. horrible. Little kids was like, oh my god, is he dead for real? Like, little white kids was damn hyperventilating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole nervous breakdown. I'm, about I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. The one that got me spoiler, if you haven't seen it, was uh, Aunt May. Yeah. That one, that one hurt more than yeah. Spider-Man. Or even Iron Man. Still. I was talking about when he snapped. Yeah, that, uh, was, that was some shit. But it, it, it didn't. I thought it was gonna pull in my heartstrings more, but it, it didn't do it. But the way he went out was like cold. Yeah. It was some G shit. I am Iron Man. Shout out to Thanos. <laughs> yeah. Just that was it was. It was. All right. So we had Endgame. We had a Fanny <laughs> War. <laughs> We have the new Spider-Man out. We have Eternals. You know, all these other different... I still haven't seen Eternals. I gotta see it. It was good. I've heard good reviews. I'm not gonna lie. I did try to watch it and I fell asleep, but I think I was just tired. But, yeah. But with all the different spinoffs and different movies coming out, what direction do you believe that the MCU is going on? Yo, um, I think it'll be so icy. I mean, I know they setting it up. They did a Marvel's Genesis. I think they did a foreshadow. So in, in Infinity Wars, there's a scene uh, where the portals are opening and people are coming out. Uh, different people are flying in from different parts. Um, and as, you know, Dr. Strange are opening these portals and people are coming in, uh, there's like different uh, attack strategies that they use trying to kill, get, get on Thanos. 
and one scene has like all women, and I think that that is clearly where uh, where the where the MCU is headed right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hating it. I want to see it because I don't know if y'all watched the What If um, series. Yeah, super good, right? Yeah. Um, there is you know What If for like you know British version Captain America her. Uh, but then you have like in, in the MCU that's going on right now you have uh, Shuri who I wouldn't be mad at taking a Black Panther mantle because uh, I think she's super brilliant and you know when she gets the the, <laughs> the powers of that Black Panther <laughs> she'll be you know she'll be lit and very smart um, but you also have uh, the daughter of Tony Stark right because when he evaporated he still had his baby girl there and she was pretty smart she, she had a his helmet on uh, you also, you know, you, you just got a lot of opportunities like Gamora, uh, Gamora, but you also got uh, Thor's uh, counterpart, uh, Jane Foster, ends up wielding Minora the hammer, and so that's a whole thing in itself. Like, man, you got like a lady Thor going on, and so I think that that's gonna be really cool to watch because we've seen Pots put on the, the suit as well to be Iron Woman, and so uh, to see that that whole way would be really sick because it's all shaping up. You know, right now before our eyes. I know. Shoot, I'm ready. I'm ready for them to touch on Riri Williams' story. Oh, so that's uh, wait, that's little Black Iron Woman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I, I remember it's a uh, it's a it's a somebody it's some snarky di- uh, dialogue about her helmet and how Afro puffs. I want to yeah. see that. Nah, you know, she got like the little puffs. Yeah, yeah. we got like. You, uh, I want to see. Uh, I want to see the story of Spectrum. She goes by the name Spectrum with Photon. She was a, uh, she was the daughter in, uh, in uh, Captain Marvel. And then it, when they did, uh, when they did the WandaVision story, she uh, she was grown up. And then the she, agent, yeah. Yeah, she got. But don't the, she end up being a version of Captain Marvel though? Pretty much, don't she end up being like a black, a black Captain Marvel? Uh, something like that. But uh, I, I, I just know, about. I just know she goes by the name Photon and Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was getting off in that job. She was, she was on her own. Hmm. Wanda's so cold. Man. MCU getting money, man. They getting money. Hey, 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 man. Bring me on, Joe. Either DC bring me out there to be static shot. Y'all bullshit, Joe. That was gonna be, that was actually gonna be my next uh oh. man. The, the, I love oh, you DC! Static. I mean you're from Detroit. So you understand what we mean static shot. static shot. See, that was gonna be my next that was gonna be my question to you. So if you had the chance to go out and be part of an MCU movie or you know, a DCUE movie, uh which one would you want? Oh, so DC Static Shock because why not? <laughs> that is so amazing. Um, and Black Panther too. Oh my God! Like culturally, like I'm about yeah. to say, not even just about the money that it's gonna bring in, yeah, but just yeah. the, the move, the movement. Be there has part. been nothing like Black Panther ever, and I don't know if there ever will. The way that the that splash was. It was. Alright, cousin Kyrie, I got I got a game for you. You ready for it? Of course. So here on the podcast, I like to create little games, right? So since you know we still getting used to each other, we're gonna play a game called this or that. You can get with this, you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, you can get with that. But I can get with this. What is that? 
Mr. and Mrs. Google. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. You really adorable. I'm going to throw it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Mo. You know, she always says something. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah. we be there. Break this up, okay? Break this up. With <laughs> Leo, you see how she does break this up. You see? Statements, a couple questions, you and then like in the game, this or that. All right, number one, end game or infinity war? I know. Mm. I, 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 there's nothing more gangster than saying you should have aimed for the head. So we're gonna go, uh, <laughs> we're gonna infinity war. All right, all right. Number two, T'Challa or Killmonger? Mm. Killmonger. Mm. Why? Face. Why? What, what are you talking about? He, <clears throat> Part of the game is picking one okay. and telling us. Don't right. yell at us. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get really passionate. I get really passionate that we didn't have this talk. So Killmonger, because he represents the part of the, the part of the, the diaspora that uh, I feel I'm naturally a part of. Yeah. Uh, that feels isolated, um, abandoned, hurt, um, and disenfranchised even within my own black community mm -hmm. at times. And so to see uh, that in a in a character so accurately display, displayed by Michael B. Jordan Childs, you know, but, uh, but and also Kugler for capturing this, right? Uh, but uh, it, to be seen is always important. And yeah. so we talk about uh, the power of representation. And so what does it mean to emotionally be represented right. as a black man who you know, we only allow like three or four emotions? There it is. <laughs> so it felt good to see that. A villain who really wasn't a villain. Bury me in the oceans with my ancestors that jumped from ship because they knew that death was better than bondage. Okay. 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 All right. Killmongers was the king of the niggas, Joe. Killmongers king the of the niggas. The king of the niggas. niggas. There it is. All right. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So good, King of the Niggas. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie. Kyrie the comic. King of the Niggas. <laughs> Yo, I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> you got crowned King of the Niggas. This is, this is, I can share the Niggas too. No. I'm going to cry grape Kool-Aid in the car. Stupid. I don't think anybody ever in the history of Niggadoom has cried Kool-Aid in the car. Stupid. Stupid. All right, Cousin Kyrie. Now, let's go in a different direction with the next set, okay? Okay. Richard Pryor, live from the sun, from the strip, or Eddie Murphy Raw? Mm. Eddie Murphy Raw. Mm. Mm. Would you care to elaborate on that a little bit? I saw Eddie Murphy Raw first, and also, uh, and don't get me wrong, live from Sunset Strip, like, bro was in his bag. Richard was in his bag. Uh, but for me, just Eddie Raw, and then like Eddie Delirious, all those things that he was doing, uh, coupled with like uh, Beverly Hills Cop, and like all those things, and then like he went on to do Dr. Doolittle, mm -hmm. Shrek, like his career. And I know this is bogus because you, you know, I'm supposed to pick those up, but like what that did for his career was like massive. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. So I picked that. Okay, we're gonna get a little bit deeper. So I'm gonna give you two groups, okay? Group A, Group B. Group A, Group B. Group A, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Bernie Mac. 
Robin Harris, and Jamie Foxx. That's Group A? That's, That's group, group A. Jesus. Or Group B, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Tracy Morgan, Eddie Griffin, or Chris Rock. And Chris Rock. Group A. Group A. Yeah. Would you care a little bit why you chose Group A? I know that was a tough one. Well, no, it, it wasn't that tough for me because you, you said a lot of my goats on one. And so even though I respected a lot of people in the second, uh, in that second group, a key name group A again for me because I just heard some names. Okay, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Bernie Mac, Robin Harris, Jamie Foxx. Okay, like, come on, Robin Harris is from Chicago. He did very good skills. Small world. Small world. Yeah. You know, um, we don't die, we multiply. Uh, you hear me? <laughs> Period. Speaking of Chicago, you know what I just had a thought that would be dope to see? You performing at the Regal Theater. Mm-hmm. That would be dope. Let's put that energy in the, in the universe. Let's put it out there. That would be dope. I'll get y'all tickets and y'all can podcast from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I can host Trump. Period. Period. You know what? With Robin, going back to Robin Harris, People don't give him enough enough credit for house party, being the father. Yeah. His part wasn't big, but his no, part was, was important. No, it was yeah. funny as hell. It was funny as hell. Yes. Oh, when Bernie Mac was in there and he said, I remember your wife, they called it Jawbone. <laughs> <laughs> like when those greats would link, time was stuff. Martin was even, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you see how house parties one of those classic movies. It's a I classic. Mean, I need to be in there. I want y'all to be like, yo, Kyrie was in there with Kevin. Period. Cousin Kyrie in a cultural classic. Yes. Yeah. Classic. All right. Last one. Kings of Comedy or Queens of Comedy? Um, Queens of Comedy had a lot of gas. Uh, it, that was that was real, actually. Don't even kill that. Uh, I gotta pick Kings of Comedy just because, um, like you know, Bernie, one of my ghosts, is in there. Uh, but also, uh. That was one of those movies for me that I didn't know was shaping my mind to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. And then when I look back, I'm like, oh, I watched the DVD, the extras, the bloopers, the all that back mm-hmm. and forth. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah, so Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite like actual female comic action? Because we know you love some male greats, right? But there are some female greats too. There are, there are. Um, and so, can I do the way I just, the way I did the. the so, show? sure can. Sure can. Yeah. Give, give me a super woman comic. Um, so, I I like the way Monique be on her business. I think Monique really is down on her business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am in love with the. Cause you know I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hood nigga, so I love Tiffany. The king Hattie. of niggas. Yeah, king, king of niggas. niggas. So I love how hood Tiffany Haddish is. Like, oh, it's so raw. It's so, and that's what I'm saying. Like when when something be watered down or it be Hollywood, I can tell. And when when somebody really a nigga, authenticity in their heart. Authentic, authentic niggas. Like no, don't know wrong and do and and, and, like do wrong. I need you really not know that that is wrong to say right now. (laughs) Really, you know, I want you to really not know how to conduct yourself. (laughs) Uh, So definitely, you know, that 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 realness, that rawness, attempt, and um, yo, ooh. 
Who should I put for this last attribute? I'm trying to think. Automatic. I want to make I think uh, it's gonna sound bad, but man, uh, y'all know who Simone is? Yeah. She yeah. she's she mad funny, but I, I just really like her jokes. Like her, she got this hula hoop joke that's been ingrained in my brain as a kid. Have y'all ever? Y'all ever you know hula hoop jokes? No. You, you mean some more? Oh. Watching that, I can tell you some shots on my man TV. These are great things. So if I can tell you that joke, mm-hmm. and still remember the sound, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you still sticking your tongue out of it, what? Because to be honest with you, most comedians you probably know like a joke or two if they big at that level. So to remember it for twenty years. See, it, it was a, a a lady who I didn't know was a comedian, but we all know her for a, a, a crazy role in a culture movie. Who? Felicia Angela Means. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she did stand up. She was on uh she was on Def Comedy Jam. You know she got a food truck right now. Uh, really? that one stand-up that she did i was like the jokes that she said i still remember it ever since our song mm-hmm. hilarious talent. talking about shut up shout nigga yeah support our food truck if y'all can so all right cousin. so you know earlier on we was talking about we were giving you a feel of our podcast you know we are all about upliftment and inspiring those you know coming up in the game my question is, what is the best advice you have for an up and coming comic? 
who's trying to do like the same mm. things that you're trying to do or you know trying to make sure they get their name out there Run, nigga, run, uh, nigga, go learn how to code, nigga, go code, look at the computer. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best advice, uh, man, the best advice um, to a young comedian, uh, I, I, I've been having a rough couple weeks, so I, I want to give them, like, Ah, the, the honest realness. Like, because my life has changed so much from comedy and I'm forever grateful. But I do understand that the sacrifices I've made are great. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like Tony Stark when he snapped his fingers. Um, <laughs> like, no, you know, I, I like, you know, even facts know, like, I disappeared for a while because I'd be having the right or I need to work on projects and I need to get my career in order and I need to get my day-to-day life in order um and so sometimes you don't always have time for romantic stuff you may not always have time to hit the clubs you may not always have time to do what some of your peers are doing and you're going to be moving at a different pace and, uh, and down a different path so you may look over and your friends are doing adult stuff and you may not feel like your own path because you ain't got kids or because you're not married or you're not engaged or you're not doing certain things uh, so uh, make sure that this is really what you want, you know, because the sacrifices are lifelong. Um, and so is the glory if you hold on. You know what? Thank you so much, cousin, for stopping by and kicking it with us. Like, y'all don't know, cuz been here for a minute. You know, he, he spent some real time with us right. today. <laughs> I told him an hour and a half, and it's been way longer than an hour and a half, and he loves us so much that he's he not even complaining about it. He, his smile is so big, y'all, and it's just with hanging face for real. Like he, he didn't have all this sugar. He probably just on the sugar high. Right. That's cool. No, That's cool. no. I, I had fun with y'all. I'm gonna go kill the stand-up show actually. Um, round the corner on 87. You know, the, the grind don't stop. Stop, the hustle don't stop. And you know, I'm just happy to be with y'all. Y'all wholesome. Y'all not drunk and belligerent and yelling at me about y'all marriage. So, <laughs> so tell the tell the people where they can find you. You can find me. Uh, you can find me where the money be. No, um, <clears throat> I was just put a lot. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Kyrie the Comic, that's K-Y-R-I-E-D-A, Comic, C-O-M-I-C. Uh, yeah, I got movies dropping, uh, all type of stuff. Okay. You heard it here. That's where you can find our cousin Kyrie. Go look him up and support him. Buy all his stuff. Give him all the numbers, okay? Look him up. He is super awesome, as you can tell throughout this great conversation we had. Um, That is all for today. We're going to call it a day so he can go out here and do his thing, y'all. We're not going to keep him hostage for too much longer, all right? And as you know, you can find the I Hate It Here Chicago podcast. Where are you, Faith? You can find us on Facebook, I Hate It Here Chicago. And where they can reach us at facts? They can reach us at our email, thepnutsgang7 at gmail.com.
Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for supporting us as we support the culture, the culture and we support each other. Cousins, again, we love you so much. Appreciate you for spending time with us, Cousin Kyrie. And this is your girl, the hostess with the most is Mokta, Chita, Mahogany Locks, and your girl. And this is your one and only and your favorite. And if I ain't your favorite, hopefully oh, by the end of this podcast and this episode, because you know Kyrie is my favorite, <laughs> I'll become your favorite as well. And this your boy Facts. You know, I always got something for you that I only speak the truth. And if you guys want to find us, you can find us on the Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Period. This is the I Hate It Here Chicago Podcast. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. We are. Gang, gang. <laughs>